Welcome to the Coached Success Podcast. This show focuses on what it truly takes to pursue a life of excellence. Each week, I speak to a guest who has come from humble beginnings but refuses to settle for less than a life where they are pursuing their best. We speak about mindset, overcoming adversity, and the importance of resilience. This is Kyle Daniels. I hope that you enjoy the show. On today's episode, the roles are reversed, and I am the one being interviewed. During this show, I speak about why 2020 was one of my most challenging years to date, and how I grew through it. This interview forms part of the You Are Able series. Stay tuned. This is an episode not to be missed. <laughs> Hello, Sawadiha, and good afternoon to everybody. How are you all doing today? Um, today is a, a happy day for me because I get to chat with Kyle Daniels, who is a friend of mine who I met on TEDx exactly September of 2019. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm awesome, Abel. How are you doing? Sorry about that. <laughs> Microphone was on mute. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no worries. You know, this is like a, a chill chat, like me talking with a friend, but a friend who is always very positive. This is one thing I want you guys to know about Kyle is that um, I met him last week. And, you know, I think women tend to have more emotional ups and downs. And uh, I definitely would say that I'm, I am like that. And when I was, I was talking to Kyle, Kyle was like coaching me, you know, he was like, yeah, you got to think like this, you got to think like that. And I was like, I was like, yes, 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 totally agree. Totally agree. So it was, it was great. And I think that um, if you're joining us and you're listening to us, you're going to really enjoy this chat because for those of you who did not watch my series before, and I started the series, the You Are Able series back in May of 2020, and then I took a break and then I restarted it again last week with Susanna and this week with Kyle, because I wanted to re um, get in touch with the previous guests of my series and also new ones too, and ask them in the last year and a half, what did you do to adapt to the change that was forced upon us? And, and I say forced because I had so much change in my life um, in the last year and a half. And I wanted to consult them. I wanted to ask for their advice. I want to hear what they have to say about what did they do to you know, make the change and adapt and to you know even thrive. Some people are thriving in this period. So yeah, thank you so much, Kyle. Um, before I start, you know, asking you all these questions, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience? Um, there's nothing specifically. Um, just looking forward to our conversation. No? Okay. All right. All right. Well, so everybody knows that you are a mindset coach. And uh, how long have you been the mindset coach now? Uh, I've officially been coaching for about online mindset coach since the start of the pandemic. Um, but before that, I was doing more coaching in, in also work on the mind, but it was more combined the mind and the body. Um, right. I would take people on, like whether it is running and then using the body as a way to really break through in the mind, breaking their beliefs, um, the way they view themselves. So right. that was the focus initially. But then obviously, as COVID started, I needed to move to the online space. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Me too. I see in your Instagram page, um, coach Kyle Daniels and then coach success yeah. that you have photos with your clients, you know, like a selfie on a mountain with a nice view and uh, you do a lot of training as well. So, um, yeah, I really admire all of that. Uh, I personally do yoga. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, I love the outdoor space, but I like to do the yoga part and then I like you to, to hike. But um, going back to, you know, what you're doing now, some people thrived during this time because they were already doing online things. And for you and I, who kind of have to transfer or, you know, you know, transform our coaching from in-person or the, you know, traditional ways of connecting with people now to online, um, did you thrive or did you struggle and how did you change the way that you worked? Um, let's personally, say the last year and a half. Personally, like I mentioned, um, initially I had a lot of in-person clients of people in, in Phuket um, where we would do like experiences, like I said, um, using the body to break through and the mind, certain beliefs, um, the way they view themselves. So that was the start initially, right? Um, but obviously with the onset of, of, of COVID, um, I moved more to the online space, which obviously opened up opportunities as well, because now I could move people all across the world. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed just moving to the online space and focusing more and solely on the mind, um, because my background is in psychology. So I always love understanding the individual, the way they think, um, the belief patterns, the way we process emotions. Um, so that was the core of it. So I consider myself to have initially, obviously, like, the pivoting part, getting used um, used to it, but learning and growing from it. So mm -hmm. I enjoyed moving to the online space. Um, obviously, I missed the in-person contact to an extent um, because it can never, Zoom, this can never replace the in-person contact. Um, but, I mean, Zoom and the fact that we have the, the ability to connect people across the globe, even though we are confined and restricted by our movement, is an amazing gift in its own. So I think we need to also realize mm -hmm. that had this, had this pandemic happened, um, say 15 years ago, even, even 10 years ago, where um, access to the internet wasn't as wide, um, I believe that it would have been different, the approach would have been different, um, we would have struggled way more. So yeah, um, yeah. personally, I, I learned a lot through this process and going into a different, a different domain in a sense really unlocked more opportunities. Now, this is not part of the questions that I, I, I had sent you before, but because you were saying all of these things, I think the audience would be interested to know what exactly did you do, like, let's say behind the scenes. Yeah, of mm -hmm. course, you can train people. You can put all of your training from in-person to coaching. But is there anything specific that you did in the way you set up your business? Um, like, oh. did, you, did you do like online courses? Like, did you, did you create a platform somehow on, on online to market yourself? Like anything specific um, that you did? Yeah. The main focus was my podcast, creative podcast, which was a great opportunity for me. First of all, I love learning. So it gave me the opportunity to really learn from other people. So I had people from across the globe on my podcast where mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to interview them and jump into their minds and understand their thinking. So mm -hmm. I think that that was the opportunity for me to learn and grow, but also then develop my ability to speak in like, in person, like um, at, at the go, you know, um, yeah. speaking skills, developing that. So that really served and helped me in that way. Um, so developing that, um, the podcast side, then allowed me then to connect with more people and mm -hmm. that then around the world, which then allowed me to then 
um, build my clientele in the sense of right. my online my online business. Yeah. Right. And now you had mentioned that you had gone through some tough times in 2020, which I also did. I I posted a a, a really long post yesterday on my LinkedIn and on my Facebook page saying the struggles that I went through. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you're posting like, oh, life is so perfect. Everything is so great. I mean, people just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, another another pretentious. No, I'm not pretentious, but I just try to, you know, inspire. And sometimes I even post for myself to motivate myself while I'm helping, you know, to give a positive message to others. But what I find is that sometimes it's also important to share with people your struggles, your vulnerability, and the things that that was tough, you know, and, and I talked to so many people, of course, people have a reduced workload. Some people have uh, such a, a growth in their workload because of COVID, but you know, it depends on what kind of business you're doing. Most people suffered from uh, lack of work or less work, or they have to change or they got fired or they have to change their business. What happened to you in that time that was considered tough? Personally, um, you know, 2020 has been one of my most difficult years. And yes, everybody struggled to a certain extent, right? Um, and like I said, some people thrive through it. But especially coming off one of my best years, which is 2019, and then falling into um, 2020 where I lost my father, which is the first time I ever dealt, um, got dealt a hand like, like losing a loved one, somebody really close to me. So that was really challenging in itself because... Now it's about, okay, grieving while also being abroad, while being away from family. So that, in a sense, taught me so much about challenges. First of all, before that, I was already always seeing challenges as an opportunity for growing. But, you know, dealing with one of the hardest pains that human beings will ever deal with, which is losing a loved one, right? Grief. Um, That is a a different level of understanding, right? Of consciousness, um, understanding the human experience. So that actually gave me a lot of value in a sense where even though it was tremendously tough, I learned a lot through it. And don't get me wrong, it was extremely tough. I personally um, needed to learn a lot <laughs> along the way. Yeah. So I'll tell you a bit about it. So um, that after, after, after losing my father, right, one of the first things was that I, I first asked myself, okay, obviously emotions are wild. You're feeling like, you know what, what? What's happening right now, right? Um, but the very first thing I realized is that there's no point in fighting, right? There's no point in fighting this. So I needed to surrender to a power greater than me. Um, and that also taught me a really great lesson because, you know, um, growing up, I've always been a fighter. So I'm always the one to, not physically fight, but I'm always the one to go after what I want, right? Breaking down barriers, breaking down boundaries, um, being willing to being willing to grow towards the person I want to become. So I've always been that type of person, a fighter. You tell me no, I'll find a way. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that is just the mindset that I have. But when I obviously got the news and stuff, I needed to realize that this is this is different. You can't fight this, right? This is something that is um, bigger than you and I. It's bigger than um, bigger than ourselves, right? And that meant that I needed to surrender. That meant that I needed to look at, you know what? How do I just allow myself to feel these emotions, right? Yeah. How do I let myself just understand the pain? Yeah. And grow from that. So I think that was one of the very, the most difficult parts of 2020. 2020 for me was that, right? Besides the, um, like, you know, the lockdowns we had and all those things being learned in our movement. Um, I think the core was losing somebody I love, right? That was the most difficult. But from that, 
Um, I mean, there were many gifts from that, which we can um, go into as, as we speak. You know, that was, um, it was very beautiful because a lot of times men and women, but uh, I, I hear it more from men, men tend to be maybe a little bit less connected to their emotions or they're maybe taught to not feel it. And from personal experience, from talking to other coaches, from talking to people who have really suffered trauma and who had become coaches, what they always say is that if you don't feel through your pain, because if you don't allow yourself to feel it, you will never understand it. You do not allow yourself to accept it. And if you don't accept it, you cannot let it go. So it would just kind of like hide into some deep, dark corner of your head and it'll come up in other ways, you know, where, where you know, like anger or sadness, depression or whatever it is, it comes up when you try to block it or hide it. And if I may add, in addition to what you said, I also lost, um, well, I lost my grandma, but she was already 102. So it was expected. But I lost my, uh, my 26 year old, I think he was 26, my 26 year old cousin um, from Hong Kong, from suicide. And that was really, really tough. Because this cousin of mine, who I'm not very close to, I'm close to my aunt, you know, his mother. And um, it was really, really, really tough time for her. Uh, because for example, like, the, the, my cousin who killed himself, he has an older sister. So my niece, she never calls me ever. We are not close, but she called me out of nowhere on Facebook. And I knew something was wrong. Like something was really wrong when you want to reach out to talk to people. And uh, what she was saying to me is, I don't know how to control the situation. She was saying that she's, I don't know how to control the situation. I don't know how to help my erratic mom, my aunt, um, because my my niece have issues with my aunt okay she works she she gets along very well with my uncle her dad but with my aunt she's not and my my nephew the one who killed himself is very close to my aunt so she was telling me how do i control my aunt my, my mom i cannot control her she's going crazy blah blah and one thing i said to her is i said i would never be able to understand what you're going through in your situation because your brother just hung himself and your mom and dad are just going nuts right now. And your mom, my aunt wants to kill herself. Right. And I'm, and I'm not saying this to get into a depressing mode. I'm saying this because these are truth. These are facts. And these are real things that really happened very close to me, you know, and I have known so many other people too, who, whose family members did this. And it's very important for us to share this because what I told her is, you have to let her emotions flow, just like waves in the sea. Waves come, and then they'll go, and they'll come back, and they'll go. There's nothing you can control in her right now. You have to be able to understand, and she's only in her 20s also, you know, like 28, 29. So she also doesn't have the life experience. And of course, I mean, who wants to have an experience where their you know, brother killed himself? But she also doesn't understand, too, to allow her mother to feel this emotion, to, to allow it, to accept it. And, and that's what I, that was the only advice that I could give her. I said, allow your mom to just feel the emotions as if it's waves coming in. It, it has to come and it has to go. And in time, 
If you give her love instead of giving her judgment or ridicule or blaming her for your brother killing yourself himself, because that's not going to help with anything and blaming, complaining, all of this negative emotions. I know you want to. I mean, I do it sometimes too. complain like, oh, my God, you know, today is so cloudy and it's just making my mood like crap. Yeah. So what? You know, there are things that you can't control. You cannot bring your brother back. You cannot tell your mother to go back to the emotion that she used to be before the, the, the death. And it's just something that has to come. Right. It's like forced upon us to to learn this. And it's exactly what you said. You have to accept it. You have to learn and you have to learn to let it go in a way. I, I, that's what I kind of feel is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And, you know, as human beings, we try to always maintain this control, right? We always want to be in control. And yes, there are, there are positives of that, right? Where we want to be in control. We want, yeah. there are moments when we need to be in control, yeah. but there are moments where we need to let control go, right? Um, and like I said, death being one of that. But um, on that topic, right, what we need to understand is that all pain, right? Any painful experience, any traumatic experience that has a seed, right? The seed, mm. the gift, so we need to find the gift in that's the first. So I so I think that being able to find the gift at the beginning, right? Just at the beginning, even though you don't feel that gift yet, right? Even though you don't see it as a gift yet, but you can yeah. realize that cognitively that yeah, you know, this is going to help me in this particular way, right? Where it is it will help me express myself more, like in, in, in the case with your your cousin, express myself more with my own family, right? Mm. Uh, or or be more conscious about how other people are feeling. So there's there's always gifts in it, even though in that moment, it might not seem like But what we can do as human beings, when we are facing these types of hurdles or challenges or painful experiences, is to ask ourselves, what is the potential gift I can get from this? Is there a potential gift hidden in this? Which is always a potential gift. And then from that, um, getting that gift. And like I say, it's not going going to alleviate the pain, right? We We don't want to say, you know what, because I have this gift that, um, the pain or, or the loss that's going to subside. No, you still need to have to feel that emotions. But now at least you know that on the other side of the emotion, there is growth, right? Yes. There is gift for you. And that's, I think, a really important um, point that people can use um, when, or framework, when pe- people can use when going into challenges and experiences. Yes, totally agree. And when we are... And I'm, and I'm just saying we, when you are first person in your pain, it's hard to see clearly the, the growth or the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Because there's a lot of, I, I just call it dark clouds, you know, or I call it like a heavy veil, you know, that's how I describe my emotions is this heaviness, this, this pain that you feel. And that is when it's very important to reach out to people, whether it's your family members, whether it's your friends, whether it's coaches like ourselves, you know, like Kaya is a mindset coach. I'm a communication coach. Um, I help with uh, not only public speaking, but I also help with self-communications, right? How do you think? How do you talk to yourself? So it's a bit similar. It's very important because the coaches are the ones or your family members or your friends are the ones who at that moment has a clearer mind, clearer mind, and they're less emotionally attached 
because you are in the first person. You're in the, I, I just call it, you're in the, the cloud, right? You're in the shit <laughs> at that time. So it's harder to, you know, to, to get your feet out of the sticky situation or to be able to see clearly. You need somebody outside to, to help you, to guide you, or to be that mirror for you so that you can see and believe and trust and have that hope that, you know what, you're going to be fine. Everybody goes through it in different parts in their life. Maybe the situation is just different, um, but everybody goes through some form of challenges or another. Now, let me ask you, uh, did you change at all your title or in any way, the way that you worked? Or everything pretty much just stay the same and you just went from more in-person into online growth? Yeah. So like I said previously, I was more, um, I was just a coach. I consider myself more broadly as a coach, right? Where yeah. I would help people, even though, like I said, um, it was more through the physical element and the mind as well. Yeah. But uh, after obviously deciding to online, I decided to, you know, focus solely on um, the mindset element, right? Um, mindset and mental strength because I believe that everybody like challenges we're speaking about right now faces challenges sometime in their life right yeah. somebody's going to get knocked down uh, they are going to feel like the world's against them they're going to feel like you know I'm dealing with so much pain so emotion I don't know the way forward everybody deals with that right and sometimes you just need that person like you said there to to give you the tools in order to grow through it because we are all going to go through it but we're not all going to grow through it and yeah. you mentioned something there that emotions are like waves. It comes and goes, right? And yeah. that's a, likewise is the good times and the bad times, right? Yeah. Good times are here, but we want good times to stay. But it's like the seasons of life, right? It's going to it's going to go past, right? And before we know it, we might be in a bad time. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that we can't look forward to the good times again. They will come, right? But don't get attached to it. Good times will come. Bad times will come. But what we know will stay is the lessons gained from it. So yeah. when you're going through these experiences, yeah. these seasons, ask yourself always, how am I growing? What, what yeah. am I learning? How am I using this to evolve myself, right? Yeah. My consciousness, my mind, my emotions, um, just consistently evolving. Because I believe that human beings are not simply on this planet to, from birth to grow old and die. No, we are yeah. here to evolve, to evolve, yeah. and not only mentally, but consciously, right? Yes. Do, because you look at a kid, for example, right? Um, let's say somebody who's under 10 years old, um, they're conscious, they, they're more in an egocentric state of being, right? Where it's more about, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, right? So we're constant, constantly evolving, right? Even when you become a parent, now it's less about yourself, but more about your family. It's about giving, right? So we need to realize that the seasons in life are always going to be happening. It's going to be changing. Seasons not going to stay here. And yeah. what are the lessons? How am I growing from this? Yes. How am I evolving from this? Yeah. Now, one thing I want to ask you is you have had many, many clients, and I'm sure some clients have come to you with stories or with their personal pain. Is there any story like that is like funny or crazy that happened to you or you with your clients or, you know, you with your friends in the past that you want to share with us today? Um, a specific story. Um, I can't pinpoint a specific funny story, um, mm -hmm. but what I can say is that, you know, if we actually look at our own experience as human beings, right, ultimately, we are funny, right, because how we act into life 
And yeah. how going through life is ultimately you're so self-absorbed in our problems. And we can notice that. Sometimes somebody can be angry because um, they car broke down, right? But it could be another person don't even have a form of transport. Um, one thing can be angry because um, they have to do a budget, right? And they can't maybe go out to restaurants because of COVID. Another person can be unemployed with no money, right? Um, not knowing how they're going to feed the kids. But, yeah. And both people are feeling completely upset and angry by this experience that they are going through. When yeah. we, and if we look at that, that's actually funny because why? Um, we are so self-absorbed in our own problems, right? We are so self-absorbed in my own experience. Yeah. Realize that if we can elevate ourselves, right, beyond that, and you mentioned first person, elevating ourselves beyond our own experience, beyond the self, right? That is where we actually find power because now we can actually let the bird's eye view at ourselves, at life, and see that life is happening irrespective of what's happening to you. It's happening to everybody, right? Just in different shapes and forms, it's happening. But it's not trying to, it's not trying to break you specifically. So how can you then grow through this particular things that are happening to you instead of taking such a serious outlook on um, the challenges, the hurdles, the falls, the hurt, the pain, instead of taking it serious, instead of saying, you know, life is happening. It's like, like you said, the, the waves are coming in. Let me experience these waves while simultaneously knowing that there's no need for me to overtly react to this, right? Because my reaction, even though I might feel that it's a worthy reaction, is it truly a worthy reaction, right? So I always pinpoint to that. Is it truly a worthy action? Because, um, like I said, if we're looking at, like, um, the example that I made earlier where of somebody who maybe lost a job, right? No food. Somebody who, who's dealing with this challenge of now they have to be on a budget, right? They can't take the family out to the fa favorite restaurants, for example. Um, mm -hmm. We can say both of them are feeling that pain, right? But is it truly something for them to become overwhelmed with? Or instead, can they say, you know what, this is just part of the experience in life, right? It's part of the journey. Yeah. And how can they instead grow from it? So not simply just reacting to it, like saying, ah, this is the worst thing that happened to me, but saying, you know what, I might feel like the worst thing, but still be happy for your pain, right? Be happy for your pain. And I always say that, like, be, if we hard. can be happy for our pain. <laughs> <laughs> be happy for our, for our, for our hardships, right? It yeah. could be worse. It can, yes. it can always be worse. Yes. Always be worse. So getting yeah. out of our own our own experience sometimes can really be powerful. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, I wanted to add uh, a story uh, before we end our very very quick half an hour chats, and that was during the time of the COVID, when, like you said, we are always usually focus on ourselves, right? Ourselves, our life. Like, for example, I focus on myself, my needs, my children's needs, my husband's needs. That is the core focus, right? That is like the, the, the core of my earth, right? And what I realized is that one night we went out to stay. Uh, we went to stay one night in Patong at a hotel, because the, the deals are like amazing, like 500 bots, which is what, like, like $15 US dollars, like, like for a villa. So it's like super, super cheap. So we stayed in Patong for one night and then we went to eat dinner at a Korean restaurant that was still open. There was only two tables in the whole restaurant because Patong is dead. So quiet. The street was just 
dead. There was no lights like you would normally expect, right? With people walking, nobody. And we were eating. We were, you know, still being, we were still able to eat out. Okay. Not as much as before, but we're still able. So we are very blessed in our own ways that we still try to, um, we, we kind of in a way keep our lifestyle. Okay. But not as flamboyant as before and, and things like that. But this lady, this old Thai lady walked by the door and there was another table that was close to the window. And because she was next to the window with this table, she was like this and she was ragged, like dirty, older Thai lady. And you know that she was begging. She was going like this to the table, like the foreign guy with the Thai girl. And then um, and then I saw the lady and I was observing her. And what I learned is last year was not just have compassion for yourself, but have compassion for other people, um, because when I see people hurting, like it hurts. I mean, like for me, it hurts. Like when I think about it now, it makes me want to cry because it's so sad to see people begging, you know, and those table, that table, they, they gave her some money. And then I told my kids, we were still chilling in the air con room of this Korean restaurant, bright lights, you know, all nice and stuff. And I'm not saying this is a fancy five-star restaurant. It's just a, a normal restaurant in Patong, but I just felt all of a sudden so lucky, more lucky than I would have imagined because of this lady who was there to, to share this moment with us. And in no way did I feel that I was above her, like no way. You know, I just felt like, holy cow, I am so lucky that I can eat this. And I gave, um, you know, as much money as I had in my wallet, I gave it to my kid and I said, please go out there and give her some money. And then I wired her. And you know what she did? She bowed down with her knees on the ground, bowing at us and the other table. And I was, I, I seriously, I had tears in my eyes and I have tears now because it's so sad um, to see that. And, and, I think in Thailand, not too many beggars because they can always go to the temple, to the what? To get free food. But just the fact that COVID made this lady have to come out and beg. I mean, can you imagine? She's probably not just feeding herself, but her grandkids or somebody, wherever they're, 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 they're you, know, you know, living, which is like probably like a hut with metal plates over their heads. So that's my story. It's not crazy. It's not funny, but it was so touching. Um, and, and yeah, I, I am also very self-absorbed, um, not in an egotistical way, but when you are less than before, you feel just kind of like worried about yourself and your family. And um, she was a great teacher for me on that yeah. day. I, I, I love that story, really. And you know, that is something that the bad times produces, right? Um, pain produces. It produces an opportunity for us to evolve, right? For us yeah. to become more compassionate. Right? Yeah. And if we if we understand what compassion is, compassion is ultimately our ability to expand, right? To to expand beyond the self, right? Right. And to really connect with others and yes. to see ourselves in others and for others to see themselves in us, right? Yeah. That compassion, right? And these two powerful points that compassion brings up, right? The first is that 
It helps you to connect with other people, to truly love other people because you can see right. yourself in them, right? Yeah. The second thing is that it helps us, right? Get out of the state of being self-absorbed in our own life, right? So compassion, I believe, is a foundational principle, right? Um, that we all should strive towards, you know, developing more of. And that in itself is a gift for us because it will allow us to then, to then rise up to our own opportunities and the possibilities that still exist for us, no matter the hand we've been dealt or the challenges that we are facing, right? So this always gives in every single thing, like I say. And like you just mentioned, you pointed out compassion. Compassion is powerful. It's the ultimate source of love. Right. And don't forget, not just compassion for other people, because there is a time where I have and other people have given too much and you forget to give to yourself. And like I said, I'm not saying self-absorbed. I'm not saying egotistic. But if you have stretched yourself too much, if you if you are too harsh on yourself, when there's a lot of outside forces that prevents you from growing or maybe growing slower than before. You have to have that compassion for yourself and be like, okay, be patient with yourself, with what you can do. And instead of moaning or complaining or, or thinking, oh my gosh, my life sucks, take action and, and decide how, how you can take action towards um, making your situation better. Because when your situation is better, you are automatically giving to other people as well, right? So you can give crap, complaints, yeah. you know, moaning to other people, or you can give positivity and happiness. It doesn't necessarily mean charity. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to give money or, or do these, oh, I'm taking a photo and I'm helping to give rice, you know, which I do sometimes too, um, just to show that I do charity. But sometimes giving to the highest level is to not release negativity into the world. Mm -hmm. um, keeping okay. good karma for yourself and for other people. Um, and that's what I learned from, uh, I think it's Teach uh, Nahan, is it? I don't know how to say his name, the, uh, the monk. Um, and, and Mother Teresa is, it's not how much you give, it's how much love you put into the giving. So that's how I want to end today with the coaching. And, you know, I can tell you are a mindset coach, you know, just from the way you talk, from the things that you said, it's, it's helping to me as a fellow human being, yeah. you know, um, it's really, really important to connect with other people and to meet them and to share. So thank you so much, Kyle, You're welcome. You're welcome, for, for chatting with us and uh, any, any audience who want to ask us questions, maybe you have questions in the future because I'm also uh, watching the, the Facebook live on my phone there. That's why sometimes you kind of see me like looking over. Okay. You have any questions later, text us, you can find Kyle on Kyle Daniels Facebook or Coach Success. Is there any other place you want people to contact you, Kyle? Um, like in uh, on my personal Facebook or uh, my business, Coach Success. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Success. G O A C H E D. I just want to also just finish off. I just want to add something to what you mentioned there. The fact that you know um, sometimes we can give too much of ourselves, right? And yeah. it can do us harm. And yeah. this is something that I think is an important principle for us all to realize that. Everything has a, has a point of diminishing returns. So we need to identify what is the, the point of diminishing returns, whether it is you, let's say, giving someone, right? There's a point where it's no longer beneficial, right? Or serving the cause that you ultimately want, whether it is to help and grow yourself or whether in terms of going to train, right? Um, you can spend five hours in gym 
which then could have a point of diminishing returns instead is not reducing, you no longer be able to maybe spend time with your family and things, you understand? So everything, we always distinguish. Sometimes something can be good and it can be necessary, but determine when is it too much? Because something that is too much, it reaches the point where the returns are diminishing and it's no longer serving your ultimate purpose. So that's right. what I want to say. Right. When you said too much, um, too much to me and to other people is you actually need to be aware of your body. Are you feeling fatigue? Are you feeling that your mind is no longer clear? Are you focusing? Are you using your phone too much? Even like some basic stuff. Right. And actually, I have a question here from uh, an audience from Ryan Barry. Thank you so much, Ryan, for you know joining. And um, I'll let Kyle answer first. And maybe I have uh, you know something to add. Ryan asks, any mental activities to help those self-isolating with COVID-19 to stay positive in a tough situation? That was the question. I will bring that again to the point I mentioned earlier. Like um, the very first thing is try to identify what the potential gifts can be in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. So you're stuck at home, self-isolating. So what can be the potential gifts of this? It could be spending time with the family. It could be taking time for yourself. Maybe you've been overworking. It could be um, trying to do that course. So there's so many things you can do, but you need to identify, first of all, how can this be serving your ultimate purpose, right? And this brings us to something that's very important. Identifying why you're here on this planet. Identifying mm -hmm. what you want to do with your, with your life, right? And your years while you're here. So once you have that, right, as your North Star in a sense, you are then able to say, okay, this will serve my ultimate outcome. Right? Whether it is one day I want to be able to um, be the best father, right? or I want to be able to provide for them at a higher level, whatever it is, you've been able to identify, okay, how does this, how can this situation that I'm in right now serve that? Um, and this um, I, and this also brings us to a very important thing, right? Um, that we we assign meanings to everything we go through, right? All experiences. And these, this is all based on our personal narrative, our own story, right? Of who we are and how the world operates. We all have a model of the world, which is built up through our own experiences. Right. And what usually happens is that now that is triggered instantly. Oh, this is what it means is bad or whatever it is. Oh, unfortunately, I'm not able to go to work and do all these things. I have to take a pay cut or this. Yeah, but yeah. if we can find a meaning that's more empowering, right? Then you are ultimately giving yourself that seed. You're planting a seed of opportunity, of growth. And now you're giving yourself the chance to evolve through that. That's excellent. And um, Ryan, let me add to what Kyle is saying. And now Kyle is more talking about mindset. I'm going to go back and give you um, uh, some ideas of what I would do if you are self-isolating in the tough situation. First of all, if you have too much energy, you have to make sure that you learn how to release that energy. So you, if you're in a small room and I know there's limitations, you have to somehow release excess energy. You have to do some kind of exercise, even in that room. You, whatever you do, you, you, you do just running around the room. You do some like push-ups. Um, watch some videos that will help you to release some of those excess energy so that you are in a way sweating because physical exercise, the body is what can link you to have the growth or the spiritual growth. And, but if you are not aware of your body and your, your body is having all of this, you know, anxiety, fear, uh, you know, you know, whatever negative energy that you may feel, especially in your self-isolating situation. Um, what I find is you, you really have to do some physical exercise, at least like an hour or half an hour in your room, 
you know, if you're lucky, you know, if you're lucky enough to have like a pool or garden, go outside and just walk, 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 be with nature. I think that actually helps besides all the other mental things that you can do physical thing have to balance that out. So that's my advice um, for you as well, Ryan. So thank you so much. Uh, also, Kristen, for, for coming and watching. I will try to do it on a Tuesday and a Wednesday for my guests uh, in the future, but I will let you guys know when uh, the next next guest is and who it is. So thank you once again, Kyle. I, I really thank appreciate you so your time today. Thank you so much, Abel. I enjoyed the conversation. It's always yeah. awesome to know. Um, share insight and frameworks that can help people, you know, elevate their own lives and their own consciousness. So thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for all the audience for, for watching. Have a great day and, uh, and ask us any more questions in the future. All right, bye-bye. I'm going to stop the live now. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with anyone looking to maximize their life as this will help us to continue growing the Coached Success community. In addition, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what you enjoyed most about today's show. Links to Facebook and Instagram are in the episode description. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, stay winning.